When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And good day, everybody. Welcome on in episode 142 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. Wow, we just got a real, real surprising deal, at least for me, that just came down. Sean Manaya traded to our San Diego Padres for Adrian Martinez and Uribeel Angelus. Neither of those guys are top 10 prospects. And this this was a real stunner of a deal. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all the aspects that, that I have to you know talk about, to tell you. Uh, anyone in the comments, let me know of any you know potential aspects that I could go down that maybe I'm not thinking of, uh, you know, as I go through you know my instant reaction, my thoughts, because this literally happened. A half hour ago so this is pretty much my instant thoughts before coming on here i jotted down some notes but right it's pretty much for me it's just going off what i'm thinking right now and so welcome on in everyone who's watching the live stream here on youtube and on twitter again talking for hours podcast and youtube show we have a giveaway going on right now a joe musco 44 hat uh, that will be given away to someone that I pick at random who subscribes to the YouTube channel today uh, before 3.45 p.m. Pacific time. So you hit that subscribe button, the like button. I really appreciate it. And then anyone who's listening, the podcast version, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any podcast platform, I appreciate that as well. At Talking Fires on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Again, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. This episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros, famous cheesesteaks and subs. You can view their entire menu at gaglionebros.com, located at Petco Park during the season, located sports arena, located in Point Loma. We got a lot to talk about. Again, gaglionebros.com to view their entire menu. They are the sponsor of this episode. But before I get into my you know, thoughts and all of the different ways I could go about this here, this is, again, a really, really surprising move. Moose uh, says in here, nice trade uh, for the Padres. Hosmer is gone soon. I mean, you, it might happen. That might be something that is a trickle-off effect of this. Uh, but, again, his contract, just because they got Shamanaya doesn't mean that his contract is going to get e- any easier to move. So I'm not so sure about that, but that's that's a possibility. Uh, you know, we saw with the Mets deal that I talked about yesterday on episode 141, which you can go watch or listen to after this episode. Uh, that Mets deal, the Mets were really considering getting one of the Padres' starting pitchers in Chris Paddock, 
you know, that that was their like high upside, you know, addition to that move. And they, they were, it looked like they were at least thinking about taking on Hosmer's contract to get Paddock. And now that the Padres have Sean Mania, another depth option, which will, well, there's so many arms now when you add Mania into this, so many depth options now for the Padres that it makes them, the Padres, AJ Preller, it probably makes it a lot easier for them to part with one or two of these guys because they know that they have Shamanaya now, and he has a very good history, which I'll get into, a very good history of staying healthy and pitching deep into games and giving innings and leading the league in games started. You know, sometimes I think he led that last year. Um, so we'll get into all of that. But this this isn't just like a Blake Snell arm where he might stay healthy or he's going to give you like five innings and who knows what the innings he's going to give you. This is an arm that has already had experience of leading the league in innings pitched. or not innings pitched, but leading the league in games started, the American League. He's already done that in his career. And I know it's the National League that he's going over to, but my point is he has a history of staying healthy. So that my point is there is that depth only gets stronger because it's not like the Potters are banking on him having to stay healthy. He has an experience of staying healthy. So I think that makes them, you know, a lot more willing to part with a Chris Paddock or a Ryan Weathers or both of them, you know? Um, So if that's what it takes to, you know, have someone take on the Hosmer contract, I think they're much more willing to do that now that they have Shamanaya and they've added an arm. Uh, Let's see here. Mike, says this trades a steal and it looks like it again they didn't part with any of their top 10 prospects in this deal so no abrams no hassle no james wood no gore none of those guys are gone uh it's going to be again urabial uh angelus and adrian martinez who was going to be at triple a this year and i believe he was recently set sent down uh, but it, he was like a really far down on the list depth option. So at the same time, while he was going to be some type of depth option, he's never pitched in the big leagues before. The Padres went with Vince Velasquez and Jake. I'm going to fake an in, uh, hamstring injury Arietta before they went to Adrian Martinez last year. So it, it definitely makes you question do they re- did they really believe that he was going to be major league ready? And I don't know if they did. And in return, they get someone that's pitched in the big leagues for many, many years. So right now, it seems like a steal. It kind of seems like a Matt Beatty type deal where you're g- not not like where Beatty might not start all the time. Manaya's in the rotation right now. He's in the rotation. He was the A's ace, probably pitching opening day. He was their ace, especially after they dealt Chris Bassett to the Mets. He was their ace, so he's going to be in the Padres' rotation. And they're dealing two guys that probably weren't going to be impact players for the Padres, at least for the next few years when their prime window of contention is right now. Nando390 says, Padre fans treat Hosmer with no respect. Well, I don't know that he's really earned it. He just hasn't been great with the Padres in negative defensive war. He's earned less than $5 million of the $80 million base salary that he's earned in his first four years with the team. So in terms of like him and his family, 
I get, I can understand while some might have gone overboard with that, but in terms of treating him with respect as a player, he hasn't really earned the Potters respect as a player or fans respect as a player. They're paying his contract and he's not living up to that. So I don't know how much respect he really earns. It's not like he's won them a world series like he did in Kansas city. Us Padre fans don't care what he did in Kansas city because guess what? That was in Kansas city, not here in San Diego. So it does not matter what he did there. It matters what he does here. And he hasn't lived up to his contract here and probably never will. Moving on here. Johnny Cage says, what did the Padres give up? Uh, again, Adrian Martinez and Eurebiel Angelis. Uh, I probably mispronounced Angelis's name, but I apologize. I don't know a whole lot about him. I've heard more about Adrian Martinez, though. Irie Fan Geek, what's up, Ben? Yeah, what's up? Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in here. I hope I think I'm the first Padre fan, you know, giving my live reaction here. So I hope you appreciate that. I, I really love communicating with you guys, communicating with the fan base. And Mike says, yeah, we're loaded with quality lefties. Weathers, Morahone, Manaya, Snell. I agree. Morahone's not going to come back. He's not going to be ready for opening day. So you can't really put him in there in that group right now. Uh, but when he returns, yeah, you can add him to that group. Alex says it might make it easier to get Brian Reynolds or Meadows. You can add two controllable starters to the trade. And yeah, I think that's part of why the Padres did this deal is that now they have a guy that is going to be in the rotation and now they can now Weathers and Paddock, they definitely become more expendable because you're not going to need another piggyback guy. Like that's my thoughts on this initially is, you have Darvish, you have Musgrove, you have Martinez. If that's three guys that you want in the rotation, and then you have Manaya who's going to be built up, it seems. Okay, then that's four guys. Now, if you don't want to, to have Snell be one of those starters to start the year or Clevenger, you could take them out of the rotation to start the year and not have them on the roster. I don't think that's likely. I think they're still going to be on the roster. But right now it seems like the Potters would want to go with guys that are built up and that will really contribute starting wise to the team. And so what I would do, I would really think about, I mean, Clevenger starts later today, but I would really think about having Snell maybe piggyback Martinez or someone like that, a right-handed pitcher in the rotation uh, or, or, or piggyback, you know, Clevenger, something like that, because, I don't think adding Manaya, you have Martinez built up. He's pitched well. You have Musgrove built up. I know he struggled yesterday, but he's pitched, you know, I'm not worried about him. That's more of results in regular season is more of what I'm concerned with him. Darvish has pitched well in spring training. You guys, you have a lot more guys now built up that I think should deserve being in the rotation and starting games over Snell because they're the ones that are built up and Snell isn't. So I think, to Alex's point, yeah, trading um, Weathers or Paddock, you know, those two controllable starters, I agree. I think that definitely makes those two guys more expendable because you add a starting pitcher who can stay healthy pretty much uh, in Manaya, and then you already have depth options like Gore. Uh, Mike comments that Gore could be one of those controllable starters in a trade. I disagree with that. I think their main focus would be Gore 
or not Gore. It would be Weathers and Paddock as those two controllable starters because they really like what they see out of Gore. He's a left-handed pitcher, which really helps. Um, so I, I don't I don't think that it would be smart to part with Gore or even include Gore in trade talks, especially how well he's been pitching. You know, with Ruben Niebla, I, I just don't think that would be smart. Um, I think, you know, especially with Gore not even de- debuting in the big leagues yet, I think you really can have him on that, you know, minor league, not minor league, rookie salary, have those six years of control where Weathers and Paddock have less control than that. So I'd, I'd lean towards not including Gore to any deals. Irie Fan Geek says, I love the early, early morning stream. Wake up, roll one up, and talk Padres baseball. Great Sunday morning. Thank you. Yeah, again, thank you. Thank you to everyone that's tuning in. Uh, again, hit that subscribe button if you want to be interested, if you want to be entered into that Joe Musgrove hat giveaway that I will be announcing later today. Hit that subscribe button to the yet to the YouTube channel. Hi, mom. Hope you're doing well. How Juan asks, how many years of control does Manaya have left? He has one year, and that's what we'll get into. Uh, I just wanted to get the initial reaction of us Padre fans, other Padre fans in this chat before I give my initial reaction and all of my kind of you know branch off tree branch off aspects of this deal and what that means. One year left, and he's making over nine million dollars on the deal. All right, let's get into my thoughts again. Keep you know having your comments there in the comments. Again, if you're watching on Twitter, YouTube, I really appreciate it live here. This channel for Padres fans, any Padres fans, whether it's diehard, casual, I'm a diehard Padres fan, family has season tickets, so I'm a diehard fan, but I appreciate anyone that's tuning in here. Uh, For A's fans, obviously this sucks because now you've lost Chapman, you lost Olsen, you lost Bassett, you lost uh, Manaya, but at least the team is literally saying, we're not trying to win and we're just going to get up. Pro- we're just going to get any prospects here. And that's, who's going to be in the big league team. At least they're not like keeping Manaya and, you know, saying, okay, come watch Manaya And we traded everyone else. Like that doesn't work really well. Like fans can cut through that. Uh, so at least they're really, at least they're not pulling a reds where they're signing like Tommy Pham and they still have Luis Castillo and Joey Votto but then they traded the rest of their core. You know, at least they're not doing that. If you're going to do, if you're going to rebuild, fully rebuild. Um, so this is the Sean Manaya. My thoughts, 7.59 a.m. Pacific time, Jeff Passon reported. And that's the guy that I trust. Again, Ken Rosenthal, I trust, but not as much anymore with him saying that the Padres were close on a deal with Scherzer and then it falling through. Obviously, Bob Nightingale, you can't trust. Uh, but Passon reported Sean Manaya traded to the Padres a little before 8 a.m. Pacific time. And then I started going live here about a half hour after that. Uh, going to Oakland again, Adrian Martinez and Uribiel Angelis. Uh, neither of those are top 10 prospects. So no Gore, Abrams, Wood, no guys like that. Camposano, no guys like that uh, were traded. So that's definitely good news. Manaya, as for Manaya, what we're getting out of Sean Manaya, this is a deal that totally took me out of left field uh, because it seemed like with all the talk, all of the roster projections, it really seemed like this is what the Potters were going with. They were going with Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, Clevenger, Martinez as the five and have Weathers and uh, Paddock probably piggyback 
Gore probably on the outside looking in on the roster. And now for me, he's really on the outside looking in to get on the roster unless Weathers and Paddock are dealt, which probably could happen. I think one of them probably odds on will be dealt before Thursday, opening day, April 7th, just because of the, the game, the, the numbers game, you know, adding Manaya. Now it seems like they just have so much depth and we'll get into that depth that they have so much depth right now that there, what's really the point in having Paddock and Weathers if they're not going to have huge impacts on their team and in return for them along with another prospect or something. And if you can get rid of Hosmer's contract a little bit, like they tried doing with the Mets, if you can do that, why not do that? If you can also get back, you know, a left fielder. So that's all things to, to think about. But as for what they're getting back in Sean Manaya, Manaya led the league in games started last year, 32 games started, a 391 earned run average last year, two complete games. So this is what I really love. Like Manaya has that, I think, all-star caliber pitcher, maybe not in the National League because of how deep it is, but he definitely has that caliber of an arm. And my biggest impact is this guy's has a track record of staying healthy, like I mentioned. Track record of staying healthy. This guy is going to be healthy. He's going to give the Padres innings, and that's not really something that was guaranteed. Obviously, we saw last year, Darvish didn't stay healthy. Snell didn't stay healthy at the end there. Uh, Paddock didn't stay healthy. Weathers didn't stay healthy. Gore obviously collapsed, but he looks like he's you know pitching better and will impact the team if he's not dealt. Uh, so they needed guys, a guy that can really – stay healthy. And this is what it looks like, what Manaya can do. Again, he could end up getting hurt. He could end up getting hurt. But right now, my initial reaction, just going over the stats for Manaya, I mean, he has a consistent track record of staying healthy pretty much. 2020, yeah, that was, you know, 11 starts. But again, that was a two-month season. 2019, he got, he had five starts. Okay. But you go back to 2018, 27 starts, 2017, 29 starts, 2016, uh, 24 starts, 25 games. So the last, what, one, two, three, four, the last four out of his six seasons, even including the 2020 shortened year, he's pitched at least 140 innings. So this is a really, really, and all those four, all those four of those six uh, years, he had at least 108 strikeouts. So look, this guy stays healthy for the most part, and he's going to provide innings, which is something that really the Padres needed based on last year, guys not staying healthy. And then especially going into this year with Blake Snell and Mike Clevenger not really built up and, you know, you have Paddock coming off the UCL injury. Again, he might be dealt. But the fact of the matter is they needed someone that could stay healthy. This wasn't something that I envisioned, right? I think a lot of party fans were focused on left field, right? Getting a left fielder. Uh, but obviously, you see that alert on your phone, Shamanaya trade to the Padres. And the Padres, okay, they got back. They get Aaron Holiday as well from the A's. The Padres have just officially announced that on their Twitter account. Uh, but look, you see Sean Manaya on the screen popping up on alerts. You got to be excited. Uh, so that's my initial, my first branch off point. I would think that he'd slot in like third of the rotations probably 
the Padres rotation in terms of talent behind Darvish and Musgrove. I think it would be Darvish, Musgrove, uh, Manaya, Snell, Clevenger. Those are the five right there in terms of talent. And then you have Nick Martinez, Paddock, Weathers as other depth options in terms of talent. But in terms of how they're going to really like stack it up, it seems like they might still go with the one, three, five with Darvish one, Musgrove three to pitch the home opener, Martinez five. And then you slot Manaya in there and one in second game or fourth game. And then you can have either Snell or Clevenger pitch. Uh, game four or game two, whatever game Manaya didn't pitch. So they could do that. Uh, and then you have Snell or Clevenger, whatever, whoever doesn't get a start could piggyback the other guy or could come out of the bullpen in one of the games, you know, and just get work or might not even start on the roster and just built be built up, you know, pitching some live BB, BP games before regular season games happen on days that games are scheduled. And then you transition them into the rotation when they're built up. And maybe the Padres just don't want Snell in there walking the world and not being built up. And now they can substitute him for uh, Manaya, and they have Martinez still at the five spot because he looks like he's going to be pretty built up. That's another scenario. So there's a lot of ways I think the Padres can go about this. Uh, but just the depth that they have, Snell, Darvish, Musgrove, Clevenger, Manaya, Gore, Paddock, Weathers, Nick Martinez, and then Reese Kinnear. That's 10 guys that they have right now, and that's not even including uh, Adrian Morahone when he comes back at some point this year as starting pitching options. That's a lot of options for five spots. So, yeah, that's a definitely question here. Does that make Weathers and Paddock expendable? Heck yes, it does. Does it make Gore expendable? I don't think so. I think it would be dumb for them to part with Gore just because they got Manaya, because it's not a guarantee that they have they get Manaya back at the end of this year because his contract is out at the end of this year. He's a free agent at the end of the 2022 season. He's 30 years old. You know, to the luxury tax, it's going to be 9.75 million dollars going to the luxury tax. So as of right now. It seems like the Potters are over the luxury tax. And just getting back to Gore, it's just not smart for them to deal him when he looks like he's going to be pitching really well with Ruben Niebla as the pitching coach. He looks like he's found something. He's not walking the world like he did last spring training. And again, he could just replace Manaya if Manaya leaves in free agency. I think they'll extend Musgrove, find a way to do that. I think that would be a terrible move uh, PR-wise. And team-wise, because Musgrove's been able to stay healthy, I think that would just be a bad move if they weren't be able to extend Musgrove. So I'm penciling a, a Musgrove extension at some point this season in. But for Manaya, I don't think it's a guarantee that they, you know, extend him or keep him. Uh, well, they still have Snell for two more years, I think. And then Clevenger's a free agent as well. So Gore, you don't trade. But Weathers and Paddock, I'd rather tra trade Weathers than Paddock. That's just me. Uh, but I think both of them, if I'm just looking at it from AJ Preller's standpoint, I think both of them are definitely expendable. Both of them are expendable now that you have Manaya. And then even if you take out, let's take Paddock and Weathers out as depth options, okay? That means that you still have Snell, Darvish, Musgrove, Clevenger, Manaya, Gore, 
Nick Martinez, Reese Kinnear. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's eight options, depth options for five spots that you still have if Weathers and Paddock are not on the team. So they still have a lot of options. Izzy comments here that Snell might be expendable as well. He might be, but, and the Padres might be mad that he's not built up and he wasn't pitching as well uh, or pitching as much as Musgrove or Clevenger were or Martinez were during, you know, the offseason. CBS 121 is also saying ship out Snell. And I, gr- I, I agree that some people, that you can be irritated with him, but he has still won a Cy Young. I don't know if the Padres are thinking that it would be smart for them to deal Snell when he still, I believe, has one more year of control beyond this year, along with Darvish. So, and he, again, like I just mentioned, you don't know what's going to happen with the Sean Manaya situation after this season. Guys could get hurt, including Snell, but other guys could get hurt. So I don't know if they want to do that. Like Snell, he's the proven major league guy. In ter- I know this is his, his proven numbers were pretty much one month of last year and then what he did with the Rays. But look, facts are facts, and he has pitched well in the big leagues before and won a Cy Young before. And so I think they just got to hope that his first spring training start isn't what's going to happen every time out. And I, I gut reaction would not put Snell in a package, but I understand where Padre fans are coming from, where, you know, initial reaction, hey, get Snell out of here. You know, I understand where they're coming from because – his first spring training outing didn't look good. Walked three guys in the first inning. Walked four guys in an inning and a third of work, right? Just didn't seem to adjust. You know, he, you know, just outside looking in, it's not a good look that he's not built up while, while pretty much every other guy is built up. And he's not. it's not like he's coming off a Tommy John surgery rehab like Clevenger is. So... It, it is a bad, it is a bad look. So I, I do understand the viewpoint again of Padre fans wanting Snell, you know, gone. Uh, but they have a lot of depth, and this does make Weathers and Paddock more expendable. Again, I would not trade Gore. I would not include him in any trade package. But teams like the Mets, and I'm sure other teams, are already interested in Chris Paddock. They believe they can get a lot of out of him, a lot out of him and make that changeup a really deadly pitch like it was in 2019. They really they really think that. Other teams do. The Mets thought that, but they didn't want to, you know, pay a lot of Hosmer's contract like the Padres wanted them to do. So he my point is, you know, there's interest in Paddock and I think there's going to be interest in Weathers as well. So I think one of them at least is going to be gone before opening day. That would be my gut reaction so that the Padres can go get a left fielder, a starting left fielder. Maybe they somehow, you know, they're more willing to pay some more of Hosmer's contract than the, what, $29 million or whatever they wanted to pay. Um, maybe they're willing to pay more of that. But I think now with the Manaya deal, maybe another team would be more attracted to adding Weathers and Paddock to a deal instead of just one of them. And then in return, you know, the Padres can go get a left fielder, a power hitting guy, um, which they don't have right now, which, you know, they could have had Dom Smith yesterday and they ended up not getting him. So I think a Brian Reynolds trade is definitely something that could happen. I, I still think that the Pirates are going to push for 
you know, someone like CJ Abrams, someone like Robert Hassel the uh, third as you know, those two top Padres prospects. And I don't think Luis Capasano fits for the pod or for the pirates, but Austin Meadows, I think is likely, but I think the Padres are going to have to include not just one of Paddock and Weathers, but they're going to have to include both or at least include one of those guys and then include someone that's a top prospect for them. I think that's what's going to have to happen. But I think both Weathers and Paddock are more expendable. I'd, I'd rather, I mean, I obviously both guys, I still believe in both guys, but I think I'd rather part with Weathers over Paddock. Uh, but because Gore is a lefty that's coming up and Paddock's a righty, so you could still have left and righty there with those two. But that's my gut instinct there. Uh, but let's let's talk about a little bit the payroll. According to Spot Track here, Manaya making nine point seven five million this year. The luxury tax salary is the same thing. Twenty twenty two, he's a free agent after this season. He'll be thirty one next year. So I'm not so sure if the Padres will extend him or they'll bring him back. That's why I think it's important to keep Gore because Manaya, I believe, is a lefty. And Gore is also a lefty. Yeah, Manaya's a lefty. Gore's a lefty. So if Manaya leaves, they can have a lefty come right in with six years of control. And I think another takeaway here before we get to the contract situation of the Padres, the luxury tax situation, is that Gore, you know, has those. He's he's someone, right, that on, he was the outside looking in for the roster, and I don't think he makes the roster now with the Manaya addition unless something really crazy happens, I think he doesn't make the roster, but I think this could be a positive where he goes pitches in the minor leagues a little bit and can prove to the Padres that this isn't just a one month thing in Arizona where he's pitching. Well, you know, can he, can he do this for another month or at least another couple weeks before they bring him up? I think that's the thought process probably that the Padres would go in to this thinking that, Hey, at least now with Mania, a lefty, at least we can send Gore down if we're not fully comfortable and we're not forcing Gore to make the roster. I feel like that's something that could really happen. And going to this Padres payroll now, luxury tax threshold, obviously $230 million. And the total tax allocations, according to Track, is $220,735,713. So, their tax base right now is about a little over $7.2 million of room before the Manaya edition. I don't believe they have Manaya on the spot track roster right now. I'll reload the page to see if they've added that. Okay, they have added the Manaya contract. So here it is. Let me share my screen for the YouTube audience. Here is what the Padres payroll looks like according to spot track. After the Sean Manaya deal has been added. Okay, so the $230 million luxury tax allocations are at $232.485 million. So they're 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 over the threshold. And so I'm more I would say I'd rather go over the luxury tax for Sean Manaya like they're doing right now than what they're doing, what they did last year with Daniel Hudson, because that's the move that put them over the luxury tax number. But you don't think that just because they added Sean Manaya that they're want, they're going to want to stay under that they were excuse me that they're want to be over the luxury tax. They have 
negative two over negative two million dollars of room. So they're two point four eight five million dollars over the luxury tax number. So I would expect the move to come definitely to get rid of some of Hosmer's deal or get rid of someone else's, whether that's Emilio Pagan, someone like someone like that, get rid of someone's contract, a starting pitcher like Weathers or Paddock, get rid of some money there so they're under the luxury tax number. Uh, so I do think the Padres are going to be motivated even more now to move Hosmer or someone like that that has a contract so that they can not just get under the luxury tax number, but they can also pay for a Brian Reynolds or Meadows or a cheaper left field guy so they can still stay under the luxury tax, getting rid of a contract or two contracts and adding a power hitting left fielder. So right now, as it stands, they're a little less than $2.5 million over that $230 million luxury tax number. And I would expect the Padres to be under that number come Thursday opening day. So let's just keep going through the comments here. I'm going to scroll up, try to go the ones that did the, uh, that commented the earliest. And then I'll go down to the most recent. Again, hit that subscribe button, everyone, on YouTube to be entered into the Joe Musgrove giveaway, the hat giveaway that I will be announcing later today. And I'll get in touch with that person um, and they'll have me send them their address and then they will get that hat delivered to them. All right, let's see here. Oceanside Boy 760 says, I want Mackenzie Gore to play. I want to see him play. And I agree, but I think the Padres' viewpoint here is they're not going to be pressured into putting him on the roster because they have more depth now. And it's not a righty that's the depth piece. It's a lefty in Manaya. And they could use the service time as an excuse and say, hey, look, and not use the service time as an excuse in public. They say, hey, look, we have Sean Manaya. We added a left-handed starter. He's the guy. We wanted Gore to prove that he can pitch consistently in the minors and not just be a, you know, a five-start stretch or whatever. They want it to be a 10-start stretch or something like that. And that's their excuse that they could use. And some fans might buy that. I think that that's, I feel like that's what's going to end up happening. Jerry says, I want our rotation to be you, Musgrove, Manaya, uh, Clevenger, and Snell for now. And I think in terms of talent, that's probably what's going to happen. But in terms of days and who pitched and all that, I don't think that's going to happen. I feel like because that's been their plan, they're going to go Darvish, obviously opening day, because it's been announced, Musgrove game three, not game two. But I, I know what you're saying, Jerry, in terms of talent. Musgrove game three, and then they'll fill in the spots. So I think that's how it's going to end up going. Mike says, now this is the AJ we know. What, making big, splashy, new, big, splashy moves, I think is what Mike is saying. Yeah, and I agree. He's made a lot of splashy moves in his tenure. Um, some of them haven't worked out as well. Matt Kemp, Justin Upton. I know Upton got DFA'd, by the way, by the Angels yesterday. Some just haven't worked out, but he likes making some splashy moves. That's right, for definitely for sure. My mom says, what do you see the opening day lineup on the field and batting order? I see it right now. They're, Melvin's going to go a lot of 
left, right, left, right type things. They probably can't go left, right throughout the entire order, but we've seen some of those spring training lineups, you know, in the past. And right now I would, I would probably say that it's probably going to be someone like something like Grisham batting leadoff and center as a lefty Machado hitting second, third base, right-handed hitter, Jay Cornerworth hitting third, playing second as a left-handed hitter, Luke Voigt, DHing right-handed hitter, Hosmer playing first, left-handed hitter, playing uh, batting fifth, and then it falls off from there. Myers and right, Nolan at catcher, both of those guys righty, so that's the only time where it's going to be back-to-back righties. Uh, and then Beatty left, uh, Beatty left field, uh, left-handed hitter batting eighth, and then Kim shortstop, uh, right-handed hitter. I think you could substitute Profar in for Beatty. You could have Abrams in for Kim some days, but I think that's pretty much the lineup, pretty much left-right the entire way, almost the entire way. I think that's what you're going to see in terms of the lineup, the batting order. And without Tatis, uh, it falls off. The second half of the batting order isn't great, but it could be better if Abrams is starting. You know, maybe you lead him off or he's ninth and you – but in spring training, they've been hitting him at the top of the order, so he could lead off and you have Grisham hitting ninth. That could be a scenario as well. So it could look better if CJ's on the roster, which I think he will be because they don't really have an option. Because uh, Eggy Rosario sent down. Profar is the left fielder right now. They just don't have many options in terms of bench infielders, middle infielders. So I think CJ makes the roster. It's just a matter of if he starts. Uh, Alex asked, do you see them eventually going righty-lefty, righty-lefty rotation? I don't think I don't think they really think about that as much as they do with the lineup because once guys start out, you know, they start out having just their every five day, however they're built up, whatever their spring training schedule is, they continue that on to the season. So if they're not doing that in spring training, I don't know if they're going to do that when they're built up in the season. I think they care about the righty lefty thing more about the order than they do in the rotation. Kirsten says extension for extension for Sean Manaya in all caps. I don't think they do that immediately. I think they kind of look for me, Joe Musgrove, the extension, that's more of a priority just being a San Diegan and being a San Diego Padre fan. Musgrove is the priority because Manaya just got here. Um, Musgrove's the priority to get extended, and I think they'll wait and see about Manaya. And I think it's not a must-extend Sean Manaya situation because they do have Gore as a lefty who can come and replace him if he if Manaya doesn't return. And they'll be it looks like they'll be pretty fine there. So I'm not. Yeah, I think would it be good if they extend him? Sure, but at the same time, I don't think. That's their top priority in terms of starting pitchers being extended. I think that's Musgrove that needs that the priority is to be extended. Just going down the comments here. Again, continue giving your comments on what you think of this Shamanaya deal. What could that lead to getting a power hitting outfielder because some extra starting pitchers might be more expendable. Izzy says Snell and Hosmer out as a package. Go find Nemo together. <laughs> yeah, that could happen. Um, 
Look, I'm more in favor of just keeping Snell. I see what he can do, and I saw what he did last year, some parts of last year, and I saw what he did with the Rays, and I think with Ruben Diablo, they can still tap into that, and when he's built up, I still am a believer in him pitching well. So I, I'm, I, I think Hosmer definitely would be fine of trading. I don't, I still don't, I know it's not looked good. And it's not a good look that Snell hasn't been built up compared to other guys. But I don't think I'd give up on Snell right now. I'd rather give up on Weathers. And I like Weathers. Again, I don't, this is a thing. This is more of a positive as well of getting Manaya. You know, giving up Weathers, I don't want to give up him. I think he can still have impact on the team. You know, he's quote tweeted and replied to some of my tweets on Twitter. He's a good guy. Uh, you know, I took, I've taken pictures with him. Uh, autographs, getting his autograph before. He's a good guy. But in terms of expendable, he hasn't won a Cy Young, and Blake Snell has. I think if you sum it up that way, I think I'd expend Weathers more or Paddock more. And, again, I'm more high on Paddock than Weathers, and you have Gore, a lefty, that can replace either Manaya or Weathers. So I'd rather give up a lefty than a righty, but that's just me. Nando390 says, do you think Oakland trades Montas next? That I think they probably will. I don't know his contract situation, but I think that's definitely a possibility now. They're really like full rebuilding now. They don't care at all about what's happening with their big league roster right now. They don't care. Chapman gone, Olsen, Manaya, Bassett. Uh, that's their, I mean, Marte, obviously they didn't bring back. That's like Mark Canna is another one that's gone. I don't know if they keep Piscotti. I think he's still there. I think they just tear it all down. You know, they let Bob Melvin walk, obviously, because they knew they were rebuilding. So I think Montas is definitely on the on the table. Jake Arrieta, Irie says, was a former Cy Young winner. Yeah, but come on. You can't compare that. Arietta was given up on by the Cubs last year. Snell was just coming up on off a 2020 in the World Series where he shut down the Dodgers. That's when the Padres acquired him after that. So you that's not apples to apples. You can't compare that. Arietta's career was over when the Cubs released him and the Padres picked him up. Or Snell, you could still make an argument after that World Series when the Padres picked him up. He still was in his prime and could still go contend for another Cy Young. So you can't compare that apples to apples. That is not an apples to apples comparison, Irie. Come on. That's, that was, that's not. Uh, let's not be silly there. Let's see. Going through the comments here. Alex says, Steve Cohen calling the Padres back. Remember when we said we wanted to kill the deal? Uh, did I say kill? I meant I needed a day to sleep on it. Yeah. Because making – yeah, making uh, – that makes Paddock a lot more expendable, yeah. And that they didn't get Manaya to maybe replace a little bit of DeGrom. Yeah, they uh, now they're like, yeah, maybe we want some more starting pitching options. Hey, if you include Weathers in there, you got a deal. Maybe, that, maybe that's what happens, yeah. I think a bit, but I think a big part of why the Mets didn't make that deal, it wasn't what they were getting back. They were high, they're high on Paddock. It's they didn't want to pay as much of Hosmer's contract that the Padres wanted, I think. 
Oceanside Boys 760 says Paddock, Weathers, Hosmer, and Myers for a left fielder. That would be a little much, I think. I think if you trade for a left fielder and you're including Myers in a deal, okay, then now you have to just go get another outfielder. Because then if you trade for a left fielder, now you have what? Profar playing right field and Beatty playing right field? Like you just have the same situation, the same problem, just in the owner, the other corner outfield position. So Myers, I wouldn't include in that. Paddock, Weathers, Hosmer. Obviously, the Mets were interested in Paddock, Hosmer, and Pagan. Maybe they're interested in Paddock, Weathers, Hosmer, and the Padres take on more of a Hosmer contract. Maybe that's um, or they they eat more of that Hosmer contract. Maybe that's a possibility. But I'm more a fan of keeping Myers. You know, just see what he can do. Maybe he'll, you know, in the contract year, he'll hit, he'll, he'll hit 20 plus home runs uh, and, you know, play pretty well. Uh, and that's all for the better for the Padres. And I like the fact, maybe it's more of sentimental. He's been here through all of the rebuilds, the two, you know, rookie manager hirings, all of the bad, the Carlos Asuaje when he was playing second base and, you know, Austin Hedges was catching, you know, and they had Craig Stammen giving up back to back to back home runs against the Nationals on that Sunday day game at Petco Park, which I was there for. He's been here for all of that. So maybe it's more sentimental, but I want to win a World Series with Myers on the roster in his last year of the deal. Uh, I don't think the Padres are a World Series team right now with their offense, but, you know, crazier things, I guess, have happened. But I would rather keep Myers. Going through the comments here. Ocean Boys 760. CJ Abrams is untouchable. Yep, I agree. He's the most untouchable guy. He's going to make the big league roster, I think. If he doesn't, that makes zero sense because they don't have any other options. Mike says, do not trade Robert Hassel the third. He's going to be a near future stud. That's what it seems like from Matt Fryer's uh, Kevin Charity that I had on from Matt Fryer's earlier this offseason. He likes, he literally, he really likes him. To play center field, plate discipline will get stronger. I, I would not trade Hassel either. Darth Vader 2021 says, what's the cash coming in from the trade? From what I know, the Potters are taking on all of the nine plus million dollar salary. From what I know, I'm just seeing, I don't see, there's no money that was involved. I don't think it was just Padres acquire Shamanaya uh, and another guy for, and then they traded away two non-top 10 prospects. So right now, as I mentioned, they're two, a little over $2 million over the $230 million luxury tax numbers. So right now, Peter Seidler would be paying 30% of however much they go over because they're over it right now. Doesn't mean that they're going to be over it by opening day, but and I I wouldn't bank on them being over it by opening day, but they could be. Let's see. Darth Vader also says you can trade for Jordan Walsh from the Angels. Do you mean Jared Walsh? I don't think they would. I think they like him. I think they want an outfield of Trout, 
Adele and Walsh. That's why they DFA'd Upton. There was no reason of having paying him $28 million, or they're still going to have to, but there was no reason of him taking up at-bats for Jared Walsh and Joe Adele this year. I think they want to see what they are, what they can be. So I don't think that's really an option. I don't think the Angels would really do that. We can thank Bob Melvin for convincing the A's to agree on this trade. Melvin for GM. I mean, I don't know how much say he had in this deal. I think he had conversations with Preller about it because he obviously knew Manaya. you know, everything about Manaya. Like, is this guy reliable? What he's like in the clubhouse? You know, just every question about him, I think he's Preller asked Bob Melvin about it before making the deal. And I'm sure Melvin was very complimentary of Manaya. But at the end of the day, I think uh, Seidler had to approve it because you're going over the luxury tax, at least at the moment. And then I think that it was Preller and Billy Bean and David Forrest with the A's. I think that's the communication. That's what that, that happened there. Kirsten Wright says, Snell, Mania nasty. That can happen if Snell stays healthy and if he doesn't walk the world like he did in his first spring training start. If he can just not get a not a get ahead and then nibble and then walk guys, that will be a nasty com you know, definitely combination, I think. Izzy says AJ loves to do transactions in masses, expects something else quick. I don't know if quick, but I think something else before opening day is definitely likely. I'd bet on that. Oh, here's an ace fan. That's good. Dark Reaper says, I'm an ace fan. I feel like Padres gave us less players. Yeah, and I agree. There, you did not get the A's did not get in return two top 10 prospects. They did not get rid of that. Um, so the A's are getting back non-top 10 prospects. And Adrian Martinez. She'll probably make the big leagues this year because they've traded the A's have traded away not one, but two and three. If you include Jesus Luzardo last year, they've traded away three starters Bassett, Luzardo, and Manaya. They've traded away three guys and they're looking to completely rebuild. And if Adrian Martinez was with the Potters in AAA, you'd think that he'd make the big league roster for the A's when they're not trying to contend. So, I think you'll the for A's fans. I think you'll get to see Martinez at the big league level at some point this year. Um, so we'll see about that. I think the trade could work out pretty well. And this wasn't like Chris Bassett. I think Chris Bassett has multiple years of control left on his deal. So that's why you got back more in that deal. Manaya is a free agent at the end of this year, so you're not you weren't going to get back a ton for him because it's one year. So when you look back on it as you're an A's fan, I, I, I guess you can be frustrated that it wasn't a one top 10 guy, but you got to realize that you, you were not going to get back a lot of prospect capital. You just weren't because you don't have multiple years of control. So I wouldn't be too disappointed with the A's return when you realize, you know, Manaya making over $9 million, Padres taking on all of the contract, it seems like, all of the money. And then he's one year of control. Scott Harris says, adding more pitching tells me 
this has to be a precursor to another trade for an outfielder, likely offloading some starting pitching depth. And that's, yeah, I agree. That's what I was saying a lot uh, earlier in the episode. Lawrence, what's up? He says, there's an old baseball saying that goes something like, quote, if your rival brings in a ton of bats to the table, then your job as GM to do the opposite, beef up with as much pitching as you can, end quote. Yeah, um, but the Dodgers lineup seems unstoppable right now. So regardless of the pitching depth, and they might hold the Dodgers to three runs, two runs, one run some nights like they did last season. But at the same time, you also got to look at the Padres lineup. The back half of the lineup is not strong right now if Abrams isn't starting. And even if he is, you know, you have Hosmer, Myers, Kim, Nola, you know, that's not great. And then, you know, Caratini sometimes, Alfaro, he's hit well, but is he going to carry that into the regular season? You just don't have as much depth in the lineup as the Dodgers do. So you got to look at that. So you you still, the Padres pitching depth can be strong, but at the end of the day, you still got to score runs to win games, right? And so you can't just rely on Grisham, Manny, Abrams, and Cronenworth to score all the runs and then the back half of the lineup not do anything. You know, they, they're going to have to overperform or at least produce to keep up with the Dodgers. And frankly, right now, I don't think that you should that the Padres should be looking at the Dodgers. You should be looking at the Giants and other wildcard teams. Just look, just win games. Take it day by day. Just win games. Win the games that you should win, like the Reds, like the Diamondbacks, like those games that you weren't, like the Rockies, like games that you weren't able to win last year that you should have won, win those games this year and you'll be in a, and then you can worry about the Dodgers and even then the Giants. I think right now, win the games that you should win and then see where you fall, you know, when Tatis comes back and, you know, when you're playing the Dodgers. But you can't worry about the Dodgers right now. Worry about yourself. That's what I would say. Going through some more comments here. Alex says, Manaya with Niebla will be fire. And he's pretty much, it seems like Niebla has worked with a lot of guys right now. And hopefully, again, Snow, hopefully Snow can improve that command. And Gil, I, I've seen some other comments here about, you know, kind of bummed that they gave up two top 50 Padres prospects. And look, you got to give up some to get some. Like, you can say that Angelus is a top 10 prospect in your ranking skill, and he might be. But at the same time, you got to give up something to get someone that led the league last year in game started. That's just what you got to do. And I'm looking at it from a positive viewpoint. They're getting a lefty starting pitching that, can, that has shown a track record pretty much his entire career of staying healthy and going deep into games. And you add that to a rotation that had some question marks going into the season and you didn't have to give up any of your top 10 prospects, according to MLB.com who know a lot more than probably any of, any of us do about the prospects. So I think this is a positive deal. you got to look at it from an optimistic viewpoint and you're not just going to be able to get something and not have to give up something, you know, you're just not going to be able to get, you know, have your cake and eat it too you got to give up something to get something. So look at it more from a positive viewpoint. That's what I would say. Mike, again, kind of 
echoing what I've said, what some other people have said in the chat. Watch for a big trade in the next couple days. This was just the front end of a much larger one. It's how AJ rolls. And I think, especially adding Manaya, and now you have a lot of pitching depth, it would be really, really disappointing if he doesn't add a left fielder by opening day or another outfielder by opening day. Because AJ, look, you have 10 starting pitchers now of starting pitching depth. You know, and I know last year you dealt with a lot of injuries, but right now that's 10 starting pitchers, including Reese Kinnear in the minors. You got to add a left fielder and deal some of those, at least one of those, maybe two of those guys to improve the roster as a whole. You know, and think that Manai is going to stay healthy. Think Darvish is going to stay healthy. And if they don't, okay, then you can go to Reese Kinnear. You can have openers at worst case scenario. You can have Martinez take on a bigger role. You can bring in some free agent starters, worst case scenario. Or you can have Stammen take on a bigger role or bring Chris Matt up, something like that. Again, rosters are expanded in April, so that's that might help as well. So I think you should deal with – it's likely that Preller will deal from some of that starting pitching depth to, to make him – his team more of a complete team. Just going through the comments here. I like the optimism here from Ray. We are going to win the world series. He says, uh, I, I'm, I'm doing my MLB predictions before opening day on an episode. So stay tuned for that. So I won't give my predictions, uh, but I like the optimism, Ray. I think anything's possible, you know, Going back to 2019, right, the Nationals had a really bad start to their season, and then they ended up, you know, they ended up uh, winning the World Series that year. But I don't think it's likely with the offense. But, again, if Preller makes a big move, who knows? So I think that's really something to keep an eye on here. The next move after this deal probably – H.A. trades for an outfielder and trades from some of that pitching depth and see, we'll see if he, you know, is able to trade Hosmer, if that's a possibility before opening day. We will see. Uh, again, this is really fun. This is a really fun addition. This was really fun to talk to all you Padre fans again. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you're watching live here or on replay to be entered into that Joe Musgrove giveaway that I'll be giving out at random later today on uh, Talking for our social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, hit that subscribe button again. I hope you'll return for the future episodes. Again, I appreciate you watching on Replay, the YouTube channel. I appreciate everyone watching on Twitter as well. I appreciate everyone watching or listening, excuse me, on the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, at Talking for Hours on social media. This episode sponsored by Gaglion Bros. Famous cheesesteaks and and subs. Yes, that's right. Pony Korea. Let's go, Padres. Ben finding Ben Fadden signing off here.